are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a March 20th Tuesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, editor and writer over at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today NBA Wire Sites, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, but I'm still here in Portland, and I'm your host of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show. It is a Tuesday. It was a back-to-back weekend for the Blazers. It was a weekend in which I was catching them from out of town. Uh, after I was kind of back into the mix a little bit, I was at uh, Monday's game last week against the Heat as well for the AP, and then I was at Cavs Blazers for LeBron Wire, and uh, you know that was really fun to to go in there, check in with the guys. Uh, heard about Damian Jr. coming, Damian Jr. whose due date was yesterday. Uh, so we still haven't heard anything about about the birth yet of uh, of Dame Jr. but Many congratulations to Damian Lillard and the mother. Uh, very, very excited. Uh, she's apparently due today, which means he's may and most likely will miss tonight's game against the Houston Rockets uh, due to the birth of, of his child, Damian Jr. I saw him last week, and, you know, he, he hadn't really said anything yet. And I talked to him, and I said, hey, you know, is it a boy or a girl? Because I didn't know. And then, because uh, it's all been very quiet, he told me boy, he told me Dame Jr. And then, uh, you know, it was it was really cool uh, to, to hear that. Dame's obviously very excited uh, that he's about to have a kid and a kid that he's going to name after himself, which is obviously great. And then uh, he's just been playing on another level uh, that has just been so special uh, for the last couple of weeks. And... Uh, you know, it, it was great to see that. Great, great to check in with them. And, and the Blazers obviously are a team that's rolling, a team that's feeling it. And they still have a 13-game win streak after playing the Cavs at home, then having a back-to-back on Saturday and Sunday against the Pistons and the Clippers. So the Blazers are still the hottest team in the NBA with a 13-game winning streak after the weekend. I was at the Cavs game, as I mentioned, uh, what a night to be there. Uh, I, I, I was blown away still. I'm still blown away by the dunk that LeBron James had on poor Yusuf Nurkic. But I wrote after the game in my column for LeBron Wire uh, about the Blazers and how I thought that that dunk by LeBron James, even though Nurkic got dunked on, the way the Blazers picked him up after the fact, even some of them had a little chuckle because, I mean, what are you going to do? He's the best player ever coming in, and, and he threw one down. Like, that's going to happen. And so uh, the the Blazers still were supportive of Nurkic. They had his back. Nurkic kept playing, and it was a brutal game. Watching it was like watching Rocky Balboa in the training sequence during Rocky Four when he's in the snow, and he just, like, He's just constantly fail, you know, going until failure. Yeah, you know, that that looked like what Nurkic's night was against LeBron James because the Cavs were super short on bodies and they didn't have anybody playing center, so it was like a lot of LeBron at center, a lot of Jeff Green at center, and, and Nurkic is having to contend with these little guys. 
uh, at least compared to him. And after the dunk, he, he didn't wasn't really the same, but he still went out there. He played minutes. It wasn't his best game, but he 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 worked through it. And I think the the support of the Blazers during the play, after the play, after the game, Damian Lillard said, you know, if, if he'd gotten out of the way, it would have been a different story. You know, it's validation, especially with the win that they get, is that this is their attitude all season long. At the beginning of the season, they had a ton of stumbles, a ton of, uh, you know, bad losses at home, really. Those were the ones that were really killer, the loss to Brooklyn at home. They had all these kinds of head-scratching losses and stumbles but they have had each other's back since the very beginning of the season and the Nurkic play him jumping for that I think in a lot of ways is also a validation of of the way they bounced back to that is again a validation of their whole season and they've known this I mean they have not you know they don't need the validation I think we need the validation and uh, just to see that again against an elite, you know, player at least. Uh, the Cavs have had their problems. They're forty-one and twenty-nine right now. They have a worse record than the Blazers, but they are still probably the favorites to win the Eastern Conference once we get to the playoffs. And uh, that that the Blazers were able to hold off, you know, quite the run from LeBron James. I think he played forty-something minutes, forty-two minutes. Uh, really made a great run at the end, but. The, the Cavs didn't have enough firepower to keep up with the Blazers. And that is something else that I that I wrote about after the game up on LeBron Wire was I was just impressed with the fact that, you know, a team with LeBron James, normally that would be enough. Normally that would be enough to, to beat a team. But the Blazers have been so good, so well balanced. They've been so deep and, and, and they hit you in different ways. They're such a good rebounding team, which, you know, is... It is kind of a little bit of a lost art, I would say. I mean, the, the Warriors are a good rebounding team, but not a lot of teams pride themselves on their rebounding. I think rebounding is one of the things that the Blazers are great at. Uh, you know, Oklahoma City, great rebounding team. That's that's another team that is you know great on the glass. But you know, th- there aren't that many when, when you look at the top contenders in the league because you know rebounding has been a little bit de-emphasized. Uh, in, in certain aspects, obviously it's important to end a possession. Obviously, it's important to get an extra possession, and and I think things are switching a little bit uh, in that regard, in terms of the the pendulum swinging back towards you know going after offensive rebounds and stuff like that because people don't go after them, so it's kind of an inefficiency. But the Blazers are one of the best teams at at getting those rebounds, and they did that. Have, they've done that basically every night this season. They did it again against a small Cleveland team. Then they had a big team in the Detroit Pistons the other night, and they took care of them at home once again. I mean, the Pistons, their season is done. I think Stan Van Gundy's probably going to get fired. Uh, so, you know, that, that that's never great. But uh, I, I just – I really like the way this Blazers team is playing. They rebound the ball well. But, but to the point is that they're still a big team and the Blazers still out-rebounded them. And the Blazers, that has been a strength all season. And uh, that was, you know, one of the one things, you know, I wasn't sure about the defense. I thought the offense would be okay. I was wrong about that. But I was, you know, I liked the rebounding potential on the team. I thought Swanigan would play a lot more and get some rebounds. That hasn't been the case. But Ed Davis has been back to Ed Davis of old. Nurkic has been really solid on the glass. And the rest of the guys, Dane, even CJ, uh, all the wings, those Connaughton's a pretty solid rebounder for his size. 
they just have this great team effort on the glass that that really ends up in that ends up getting them extra wins and the the Blazers had they were the you know they kind of got post uh, Nurkic got posterized and that dunk was the talk of the game after at least nationally but the the takeaway I had after that game when I wrote after was that this Blazers team is really good I mean they handled the Heat the other night and the Heat didn't have D Wade they didn't have Hassan Whiteside but. They're a deep team. They're a good team. They're going to make the playoffs. They have Dragic, who was an all-star, and they still just handled them. And, and, and they made their run, but Portland wasn't phased, and, and they just keep on getting wins. They beat the Pistons the other night, who that Blake Griffin, that Blake Griffin trade was a disaster. Uh, as much as I love Blake Griffin and, and I have loved watching him over the years, that has not worked out. For the Pistons, they are not going to make the playoffs, and uh, that was a great win for Portland. And then Sunday, they they go to L.A. to face the Clippers in a 7:30 game in the second night of a back-to-back. And the, the the most impressive thing to me was that they made it look so easy. They were just coasting against a, a Clippers team that, I mean has been really solid all season long. They're deep. They they have a pretty deep team. They they have a lot of bodies, a lot of different guys that they can throw at you that have won them games over this stretch while they're trying to make the playoffs. The the, the Clippers are in this fight in the Western Conference and it 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 really is just really special and and the the, the Blazers, I know I'm talking about the Clippers here, but to beat them the way that they did on the road on the second of a back-to-back and to pretty much coast to victory the way they did 122-109 that again shows the the growth of this team that this team is is growing into a, a little bit of a I mean over this last 13 games they look like a powerhouse they look like a team that it doesn't matter who's on the court it doesn't matter which guy I mean obviously it does matter when it's Dame or CJ they really take you to the next level but I'm talking about the guys that are filling in spots that are that are coming in off the bench that are the eighth ninth guys in the rotation they are kicking butt every single night and and the guy that it was on Sunday night was really Mo Harkless that was impressive he had 21 points 8 of 11 shooting 3 of 4 from 3 and uh it was really uh, it wasn't just the three-pointers that really had me excited. It was the fact that he was hitting other moves out of the post. He was hitting some mid-range jumpers. He was facing up. He was he was doing a lot of different things that uh, he hasn't really done in his career. And I think maybe some of the stuff that, that Mo Harkless himself wanted to showcase earlier in the season when he was frustrated that the Blazers were only playing through three guys. And I think maybe what has happened is – the the Blazers are going a little bit less into the post with Nurk, and they're going a little bit more into the post with guys like Mo, Evan Turner, and and they're redistributing some of those touches that that Nurk was getting just on the block, and now, you know, Nurk is getting a lot more of those touches in the pick and roll. They gave him some post touches against the Heat the other night, but that wasn't where they went at you know that wasn't really where they attacked and and dame after the game said that they were getting him in the pick and roll getting him in the pick and roll and i think that is more of what they're trying to do now with nurkic and now harkless has kind of just 
earned his way into more touches basically based on the fact that giving the ball to Nurk in the post is just not uh, it's not the best idea and they have better ideas other than Damon CJ so that it's not just on those guys but Evan Turner in the post has been one of the best in the league period all year I can look up the synergy stats for you but I'm not going to do it right now but he has been one of the best in the league and Harkless he's been better than Nurk so that is is worth something and and he was hitting a variety of shots against the Clippers that I thought was very impressive which you know that leads us into this stat which Mo Harkless at the beginning of the season, he got benched during this time when he was very frustrated. He was shooting 15% from the field, or from three, excuse me, 15%. Uh, and his splits since that 15%, in December, he shot 58%. He only played seven games uh, in December, though. He was benched for most of that. Then in January, he shot 35%. Eh. Then in 10 games in February, he shot 48% from three. And now in the last six games, he's shooting 53% from three. So uh, quite the regression for, for Moore Hawkless. And uh, he's he's pretty close to locking in that, that 35% three-point shooting bonus. Although I think since he got it the last time, I think the whole not shooting thing, I don't think that that's going to happen this time. I think another reason why that happened the last time around was that the Blazers, after it was like the last week of the season, they had the they had the seeding locked. They were going to be the eighth seed. They weren't going to go anywhere. So Harkless didn't have any incentives to uh, to to shoot the ball really because they weren't going to win any games. This is different now. The Blazers need to lock up the third seed. They need to get. Uh, that that third seed. I think that's what they want. I don't think they're going to be trying to galaxy brain anything and try and work some matchups so that they can avoid the Golden State Warriors or anything like that. I know that some people have talked about that, but I, I don't I don't see them with that mindset right now. I think they want to get the highest possible seed they can because that means something, and I think that they want to have uh, they want to have that third seed because I think it would really mean something to that team. It, it would be an accomplishment, and I, I think it matters to them. So uh, I don't. I'm not entertaining the the, the notion that they might uh, that they, that they might purposely lose some games to somehow fall to the fourth seed. I, I don't see that. Uh, I think every matchup in the West is going to be tough. Uh, Minnesota is probably going to get Jimmy Butler back by the playoffs. So I I, I don't see really uh an easy way to the second round i think i think portland's going to have to earn their way to the second round and i i think they'll still be fine but uh th this blazers team is rolling right now but as i mentioned at the top uh dame jr is on the way and that may mean that damian lillard won't play uh and the blazers might be a little light at point guard shabazz napier was deemed questionable yesterday after blazers practice so uh, that is another wrinkle, so we might have to see some Wade Baldwin tonight against the Houston Rockets. But the, the way this Blazers team has played up and down, uh, I, I think they can give them a game. And uh, the Rockets played last night, which obviously you know gives the Blazers a little bit more uh, of a chance because the Rockets are probably a little bit tired. Harden himself, uh, you know, gets uh, a little tired. Excuse me, they played on Sunday, the, the Rockets did, against Minnesota. But still, uh, he, he had a little bit of a jammed wrist uh, and uh, had to finish the game. But we'll see, especially if Dame isn't going to play, 
they might think of it as an opportunity to rest James Harden, in which case Portland could keep this streak going. On the flip side, though, the Rockets had a pretty big streak of their own. They probably don't want to give Portland the chance to match it. When Portland's got Boston with Kyrie on the men, Marcus Smart's out, pretty much everybody on Boston's hurt. Then, I mean, Portland has a chance to make this a 17-game win streak if they win tonight. Uh, and it, it's going to be really tough, but uh, still a very, very big deal. Congratulations to Dame on Baby Dame. And in a second, we're going to talk about how good is this team before we have a preview of the Rockets game tonight. Should be uh, a lot of fun. But first, March Madness is still here. I don't know if you guys saw that UMBC upset. I don't know how much I, the money that you would have gotten had you bet UMBC money line was insane. But it's time for you to get a boatload of that money betting this week at my bookie. If you haven't checked them out, this is the perfect time to get into the action. The Sweet 16 is this week. Lay down some money and score big on college hoops. Join me and thousands of online players and start betting online at mybookie.ag. Are you sick and tired of the runaround? When you ask for a payout, come join mybookie. It's super easy. It's fun. You can make a live betting slip. You can create your own betting slip. It's super fun. It's super easy. And they pay fast without any hassles. And you can bet on mobile. You can bet on your computer. You can bet anywhere. And and maybe maybe you want to lay one down tonight. Who knows? But, but the... March Madness is here, and that's going to be a really fun time to bet because all the games going on at once. Uh, and obviously, the NBA right now is really tight, really epic, and uh, the, almost every game matters for every team because you got the tankers, you got the teams trying to make, make the playoffs, and you, there could be some interesting lines there. So uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe you you go in a little NBA action. But the point is, is that you should join now, and my bookie will match your first deposit with a fifty percent bonus, and you can even enter their promo code or the promo code for our listeners locked on nba to activate the offer so go bet on march madness go bet on the nba whatever you want today visit my bookie where you play win and you get paid so how good is this blazers team that is the question that i think everyone is trying to answer not only here in portland but i nationally uh, anybody that talks about the NBA right now is talking about the Portland Trailblazers, as they should. They're the, the hottest team in the league, riding a 13-game win streak, and they're right now they're th- third in the West. So uh, I, I totally understand why those talks are happening. And, and I guess how far can this team go? And, you know, it's a tough question, but, but Portland has a lot of things going for them. First of all, they're yo- they're younger than everybody in the playoffs, which is good, but they're younger and they're experienced. Dame and CJ have been there before. Their star players, their core guys, have all been to the postseason before. They've won around before. They have been around the block a couple of times, and that is a big deal because when you you know juxtapose that with say Minnesota, who they have Jimmy Butler, but then their other core guys, Towns, Wiggins. Uh, those younger players, they don't know what the postseason's like. They don't know what the NBA playoffs are like, uh, and, and that matters. And so I think Portland has a, a little bit of an advantage there because they have youth and experience together, uh, and and that's a pretty good, pretty good tandem right there. And I think this is a weird year in the Western Conference because you look at Golden State 
how many injuries they've had all season. Kevin Durant just had another one. Uh, Steph Curry might come back uh, this week. Klay Thompson has a, a broken thumb. Uh, they have a ton of injuries. And if those continue to persist or, you know, let's say – Let's say that those persist and one of the guys is not back and, and Kawhi Leonard is, is back for the Spurs and the Spurs slide into the 8th spot or the 7th spot or Minnesota's in the 7th spot and they play a, a shorthanded Warriors team, who knows what the, who knows what could happen? I, I mean, injuries play such a big part in the NBA championship every single year and it's also just how many times I do we have to see in sports that that these things are possible, and I think this Blazers team uh, is putting itself in a position to be lucky, and they're also doing the work. So they're they're doing all the right things, and I think Houston, you know, they've been great all season. They have been destroying teams. They come back from double digit deficits all the time. They're never out of a game. They have the MVP and James Harden, I think. He, he's running away with it, although Dame, I think, should get on the ballot. But they also have a couple of tendencies that make you think that Portland might have a chance in the postseason. A, James Harden tends to run out of gas and has run out of gas in the postseason already before. Chris Paul, unfortunately, you know, as great as he is, one of the best point guards of all time, hasn't been to the conference finals. And... Uh, they, they seem like a charm team. They seem like they're having a magical season. The way they come back, the way they, they rack up wins, the numbers that James Harden has put up, the 60-point games, the 60-point triple-double. I mean, he's done so many incredible things. But they also, just like Portland, you know, rely heavily on the three-point shot. And, and, if, and if Portland can kind of, you know, key in on that a little bit like San Antonio did in the postseason last year and all of a sudden they shut down the threes and they go cold for four games that's a situation in which Portland can can take advantage and if if they're playing at this level and and right now that they are playing at a very high level and I think the very encouraging thing is that they're not an old team they're not one that uh also you know Dame hasn't has been getting some help lately it hasn't just been Dame going supernova every night and they've got some balance to it. And it, it, if an injury hits one of those top two teams or you know, if the Blazers walk in there and those the Blazers' two guys get hot and they get some contributions from everybody else, Portland has a chance to, to make the conference finals and knock off one of these teams. Heck, I mean, we might have to start taking this uh, the possibility seriously that they could make the finals because Golden State seems fragile right now. Um Maybe they're just doing the okie doke in the regular season, and maybe they are are just maybe they're just taking it cautious and they're not trying to get their edge on too early, and that could totally be what it is. But on the flip side, it's hard to do that. You know, it, it, you, at some point, you know, you, you, the, your performance re- is representative of who you are. And the, the Warriors, though, they've been worn down over four years going to the finals. You know, this is their fourth straight. You know, if they make it this year, will be their fourth straight trip to the finals. They've had postseasons. A lot of these guys have also had USA basketball responsibilities on top of that, like Durant, Thompson, Draymond. And Draymond has looked a little bit slower this year, not quite as fierce. And 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 I I, I don't know. I, I, there, there seems to be a little bit more vulnerability at the top of the West, I think, than it looked before, especially when we get to a playoff series. And... 
I think this Blazers team is putting itself in a position to get lucky. Now, on the other side, they could totally get a first-round matchup and, and, and lose, depending on who they get. You know, if they get San Antonio, that would be a tough matchup. Oklahoma City, that would be a tough matchup. The, the Pelicans, Anthony Davis, that would be a tough matchup. I think Portland would win, but it would be tough. And, uh, the, you know, the, the West isn't going to be easy. So, I, again, I, I, they, this team, though, has the potential to go far in the playoffs and really surprise a lot of people. And I think they should be taken seriously just because they figured out the defense they really know how to play solid defense with that group, and they're getting a lot more balance from their team right now, and I, I like the way that they're playing with confidence. I like the way that Harkless is shooting with confidence, and I'm happy that they've kind of, you know, they, the early season made them develop a little bit of a thick skin, and now you throw any of those guys out there, Shabazz, Pat Connaughton, uh, Zach Collins, Ed Davis, all these guys, they all go out there and they do their job, and... Uh, on some level, when you have a bunch, you have eight to nine guys that are doing their job and you have two star players like Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, that can get you really far in the postseason. And I think Portland has a chance to do that. And I think they're more well-equipped to do that than any other team outside of Golden State or Houston. I think they're, they're really, really solid right now. Oklahoma City has a lot of potential, but I think their potential is not quite as high without Andre Roberson because he kind of gave them that switchability, that that luxury that right now I think the Blazers defensively with Aminu, Harkless, Evan Turner, they kind of have that. So um, really interesting stuff right now in the Western Conference, but I think this Blazers team is really solid. They're very for real, and I'm, I'm very excited for tonight's game, Dame or no Dame, because I, I, I like how deep this team is, and I think tonight could be another opportunity for them to show just how deep they are. Uh, we're going to talk about the Houston Rockets again and, and analyze that game tonight before we wrap this podcast up in a second. Blazers hosting the Houston Rockets tonight at the Moda Center. It's going to be a TNT game tonight, so if you're out of the Portland area, be sure to to check that one on national TV. And I'll tell you, you know, this is going to be a, a, a really tough game. For the Blazers, obviously, the, the, the Rockets are the, the cream of the crop right now in the NBA. They're the best team in the league. They have the best record in the league, and they're fresh off a uh, you know pretty tough win against the shorthanded Minnesota squad in Minnesota. Portland has has not really, you know, they haven't really played Houston all that great. Uh, they, they had that loss in Houston, and and, and, and Houston's been really good in Usually in the regular season, they've really dominated Portland. And obviously, they also have that beef that Damian Lillard talked about with our old friend Chris Haynes on SportsCenter during their uh, SportsCenter conversation that Chris Paul made that basket, you know, when the game was basically over. It was at, it was out of, you know, it was it was not in doubt anymore that the, the Rockets were going to win that game. And Chris Paul went up and, and scored that basket, and he told a story about, his rookie year and and I was there for that story when the when Dame scored a layup when the game was over against the Chicago Bulls and Joe Kim Noah and Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson all got in his face saying we don't do that in the NBA and then Paul went and did that so unfortunately Dame is probably not going to be there to 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 match up with Chris Paul which would be lovely but 
uh, there's a little bit of that animosity there, I think, with the Houston Rockets. And I think also there's a general animosity between Portland and Houston, given that, you know, they had that playoff series a couple of years ago uh, that was very intense. And, and I think Harden, I think Harden is also, Harden and Chris Paul are both some of the most, un, you know, for, for most fans are some of the most unlikable guys in the league uh, in terms of their playing style, the way they draw fouls, all that stuff, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't necessarily, I mean, I think James Harden's still the MVP. I still think Chris Paul's one of the greatest ever, but it's true that, that, that people don't like those two guys. And so um, I think it'll be really fun. Even if Dame isn't there, even if Dame is with baby Dame and uh, I, 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 I'm, I, I think this is going to be a really good game, a really good test for the rest of the Blazers. I think a really good test for guys like Zach Collins and Davis. You know, this is going to be really fun. The the, the Warrior, the Rockets, excuse me, are going to test you. They're going to space you out. I mean, they got they're going to have four shooters on the floor basically at all times. Basically, all the guys that can play can shoot. Gerald Green, even Luke and Bob Mute can shoot a little bit this year. Eric Gordon has been amazing off the bench this season for the the Rockets and has basically been their third best player all season, at least on the offensive end. So so this game is going to be a, a really good test of the Blazers' defensive principles. Can they hang with them? Can they stay tight and and stay on the shooters and also deter the penetration a little bit from, from guys like Harden and Chris Paul? Uh, how will Portland do on switches? Are they going to switch those pick and rolls with Paul and, and Harden? Lots of interesting stuff, and, and and potentially, you know, now that Portland has been so good, I think this adds a little bit of intrigue to this matchup because maybe these two teams face each other in the second round or or potentially in the conference finals if there's an injury somewhere down the line or or, or uh, some surprise happens, and and we can't put that out of you know we can't say that that's not possible because I think it very much is, especially with the way teams can get hot and also the way this Blazers team has been playing defense that they play really solid defense and they've got some great, they've got some great scores and some really confident three point shooters on their team as well. Like Al Farouk Aminu, he's confident in his three Harkless. He's confident in his three Collins confident in his three. So you, you got Connaughton, Shabazz. I mean, they got a lot of guys outside of CJ and Dane right now that are shooting the ball confidently. And all of these guys have been defending their position all season long. So, um, I, I'm really looking forward to this. Tactically, this is one of the stuff that things that I love. Also, you know, this is the time of year when I start watching a little bit more film, start keying in on a little bit more things, focusing in on a little more things because it matters a little bit more. This is going to be really interesting stuff, and these are the types of games that I get excited about. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers. We are going to have another one after tonight's game. Very excited. We're going to have special guest with myself and Corbin Smith. So it should be a fun, fun episode after the game, after Blazers Rockets. Congratulations to Damian Lillard on the birth of baby Dame, although it was not confirmed yet, but pretty sure that it happened today. And uh, looking forward to this matchup, Dame or no Dame, against the Houston Rockets. So leave us a five-star review. Subscribe. Tell a friend, and we'll be back with you after tonight's game against the Rockets.